Kia ora, Monday afternoon we invite an expert in to talk on a particular topic and today the topic is knife sharpening. If you have any questions you can text me on 2101. Knife sharpening is a skill probably all of us should have if we've got an interest in food and cooking but it's one many people find hard to perfect um, and it's so important in the kitchen to have a sharp knife too. It makes things safer makes things easier. Well, I guess today is Hayden Scott, who was a chef for 25 years before getting into the art of making and sharpening knives. Hayden's with me in the Auckland studio. Hi. Hey, Jesse. Kia ora. Nice to see you. Yeah, thanks. Um, come in nice and close to that microphone if you can and tell me why you moved into the area of knives. Uh, I, I got into it because I, I was using knives all the time as a chef and... Um, I met a knife maker in Australia while traveling around and, and, and saw them being made, which kind of sparked this curiosity about, I wonder if I could make my own to then, you know, bring into the kitchen and use every day. Um, and so, yeah, I just went home from that trip and tried it out and realized it was quite difficult, but it sort of started this this new kind of interest for me. Um, which worked alongside, you know, the, the cooking, which was a passion of mine as well. Yeah, you worked with uh, Al Brown for many years. Yep, me, me and Al got around the country and yeah. did lots of things and cooked around the world, uh, had lots of fun. And he, he actually gave me uh, my first handmade knife as a gift, which again, I had owned knives for years and, and having that handmade knife gifted by someone that, you know, was important to me, um, it, it felt different and there was a sense of joy using that knife daily and that kind of stuck with me too, you know, to, to be able to create something that evokes that kind of emotion when you're yeah. using it. I think that's pretty special too. How do you make a knife? Uh, well, you start with some steel. Um, I like carbon steel. Uh, which, Where do you get that from? Uh, oh, there's lots of knife-making supply websites out there. Um, it's, it's actually quite popular to use old high-speed steel, so like saw blades, oh, yeah. old files. You know, they're, they're steels that can be hardened, mm -hmm. which is pretty important uh, for making knives. You know, getting it hard will mean that it will stay sharp. And so kind of like cooking for me, you know, you get all those ingredients together, the steels, the handle materials, and then kind of follow the recipe, all these steps that are quite important for making uh, the knife function well. But really the rest of it is up to the maker, you know, to express themselves. And could be stainless steel, could be carbon steel. Uh, I make quite a bit of patterned steel, which is looks quite fancy, um, takes quite a bit of effort. Um, it, again, you know, they all need to cut and work at the end of it all and how they look um, is subjective, you know. I like things that are kind of dark and raw and um, native materials, um, not too shiny, not too polished. That's mm -hmm. not my style as a person. Yeah. And so I just make what I think's cool. And um, I guess I'm lucky that other people dig that as well. One of the big decisions is whether, you alluded to this already, whether you can go stainless steel or carbon. Can you tell me about the difference between the two? Well, I guess carbon steel, if you think about knives your grandparents would have had, they typically all would have been carbon steel. 
Um, they're a little bit more sensitive. Um, you don't want to leave them laying around with food on them or wet. You know, they're prone to rusting if not cared for. Um, stainless steel, you know, a lot of mass-produced knives, they choose stainless because they're low maintenance. Um, it's a bit of a myth that stainless steel can't get as hard as carbon steel. Um, but really, it just comes down to uh, what you want to have and use and are prepared to take care of. You know, if you spend a little bit of money on knives, uh, you want to make sure that they stay in good condition. And, um, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of chefs like carbon steel. You can get it nice and hard and keep them sharp for a very long time. It makes them harder to sharpen as well, but you just you get more durability out of them. I think what makes them harder to sharpen the the hardness of the blade. Mm. The Can you har- talk to me about the hard- hardness and, and the hardening. What, what is that step in the knife making? Process? Yeah, so if you've ever watched some knife making on YouTube or TV, um, and you see them sort of getting that blade red hot and putting it in oil, typically it's oil. Um, there's a bit of smoke and fire and. There's a, there's a real transformation that's taking place in that moment when you're rapidly uh, cooling the, the blade steel down, and, and that's what's hardening it. It's transforming, and um, depending on your process, there's lots of different ways to do it. Stainless steel um, is typically air-hardened, um, and, yeah, oil-quenching carbon steel, that's what I do, um, and then you can test it with a with a little file, and that will tell you kind of the hardness that you've achieved. Around the uh, 60 Rockwell hardness is, is pretty good for making knives in your backyard at home. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of the, the big producers of knives harden them a little bit lower so that they're easier to sharpen. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I sort of touched on that, that the harder the, harder the steel is, the harder it is to sharpen, right. the longer it will stay sharp. So... There's a bit of a, a balance there of soft knives. You can get them sharp pretty quickly, but they'll dull almost as quick as you can get them sharp. So um, that's why I personally like to try to get mine pretty hard. Question from a listener. How do you get the rust off carbon steel? Um, I mean, you can just use a like a, a Scotch-Brite, a little scouring pad, and, you know, just give it a light little scrub. Um, I saw something on Instagram the other day. They were using the the rind of a lime and and just sort of using that as an abrasive. Yeah. And yeah, it doesn't take. I mean, it's it's on the surface, you know. Um, so, so the knife isn't ruined if it's got some rust on it. No, if if it stays rusty for too long, you'll start to get some pitting in the steel. Um, that needs probably a little bit more intervention. But you know, if you've made if you've made tea and it's sitting on the bench and you come back and it's it's looking a bit orange, well, you know, just give it a clean up, a little bit of oil, you know, and just some cooking oil is fine. Wipe it down. Putting them away dry is, is an important step with carbon steel. Mm. doesn't like sitting around being wet. Okay. Would you put it put it away with a little bit of oil on it? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's a good sort of preventative measure to stop it rusting or if it's going to be in the drawer for a long time or the knife block or wherever you're storing them. Um, they just need a little bit of love. 
I worked as a kitchen hand in fine dining restaurants for several years, writes one listener, and in that time I saw and suffered some nasty cuts. Can a knife be made too sharp? One of the sous chefs I worked with refused to keep a fine edge on his everyday blade. I don't think they can be too sharp. Um, I mean, they're either, yeah, I think getting them, they're going to dull anyway. So when I sharpen, I, I always get them as sharp as I can, mm-hmm. knowing that that's always going to diminish over time. Um, yeah, you just need to be careful when you're using knives, I think. Have you hurt yourself since you've become a knife man? Uh, I I gave myself a nasty little cut with a serrated knife uh, a, a few months back that needed some stitches. But, it, you know, touch wood, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite cautious by nature. <laughs> Particularly with the knife making, right? Like you must be dealing with some pretty full-on temperatures. Yeah. Well, when I make the pattern steel, you know, you're talking about 1100 degrees Celsius, you know, to get that steel to a welding temperature. And um, again, you just, you know, have to understand what you're doing, work thoughtfully, um, which is a good way to be anyway. So. Yeah. The sort of equipment you must need to make your own knife must put it out of the range of backyard um, experimentation projects it, it doesn't really because I mean that's I, I built my own gas forge you know I, I've got a hydraulic press that I use for the patent steel but I made that too so I guess you know I come from a long line of um, people making stuff my uncle built aeroplanes in his garage at home and my dad was a carpenter <laughs> and you can make a knife with a heat source and something hard, like a, a block of steel to use as an anvil and a Bunnings hammer, mm. you know, if, if you if you want to. Um, and that's kind of how I started. It was all pretty rough and raw, and I guess it still kind of is. I just have a bit more tooling now, which makes things a bit faster. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of home knife makers out there um, making some cool stuff with not too many tools. Um, how do you sharpen a knife? Sharpening knives is one of those things that seems kind of shrouded in mystery and a little bit of a dark art. Like people try and they find it difficult and I think it's easy to wonder if you're making the knife sharp or you're making it more dull, mm-hmm. particularly when you're using a whetstone. Um, I guess I try to think of it is your, your knife edge, it's really coming up to a peak. And and when you sharpen right up to that edge, you'll start to feel this, this burr. You know, you, if you can carefully sort of run your fingers away from the edge, but you'll feel like a little grabby kind of burr. And that's really indicating that you've, that you've sharpened right up to that peak on one side, and then you do the same on the other. Um, so raising the burr is always the first step with knife sharpening. Then you want to refine the burr because that feathery kind of edge that you've created is quite delicate. It's very thin material. Yeah. And so as you refine it, I guess you're using finer stones or finer belts or whatever you kind of use to sharpen. And then I like to remove it. You know, I strop it off. I have a leather strop that I use or a, 
a buffing wheel. And I guess once that burr is gone, it's just it's at a perfect apex and it's nice and smooth and you should be able to cut through um, like phone book paper effortlessly without it tearing, without it really grabbing, then you know you've got it sharp. <laughs> um, but it takes practice and consistency. You know, the angle is the thing people always ask about, 18 degrees or 20 degrees or, you know, there's there's tricks where you can stack some coins underneath the spine to kind of like visually set what angle you meant to hold mm-hmm. it at and then it's all about trying to hold it consistently at that angle while you move up and down. Um, but just doing it and it is difficult and it does take a lot of repetition and time to master it, um, but it's attainable for everyone, I think. Yeah, it must be very satisfying to be able to sharpen your own knives too. Definitely. Like I always feel a sense of joy when I take a dull knife and then it's back to being razor sharp. Um, it's quite simple, quite gratifying. You know, it's dull, now it's sharp. Yeah. And um, Grant asks, so we'll talk about the different types of um, sharpening systems. Uh, Grant asks, when using a sharpening block, should you use the coarse or fine option? Do you think he's talking about a whetstone? He's probably talking about a whetstone. And so if you're, if your knife is quite dull, you always want to start on the coarse. You know, that's that's raising that burr initially. It needs to be quite aggressive because if you haven't sharpened your uh, your knife very often, that edge will have kind of rounded off. Mm-hmm. Or if you've been using a steel, which, again, lots of people talk about stealing the knife to sharpen it, but... It's not really the function of a steel unless it's a diamond steel. Those are quite coarse and they'll sort of add a bit of abrasion to the edge and maybe raise the burr a little bit. Um, but yeah, you want to start coarse, get, you know, really define that edge again, get it up to that centralized peak where you can kind of feel, you know, the feathery, burry edge. Yeah. And then you would move on to the finer grit and then stropping it with a bit of leather. Um, You can strop it on a wood block, really, and and you're just dragging the knife, I guess, away from the edge, you know, pulling towards you, which is kind of pulling the edge away from you, and just that that ultra-fine burr will just, it'll disconnect from the edge, and they'll be razor-sharp. What about those long bits of um, steel you can get with the rough sides? So I've read that um, that you use a knife block, a, a, a whetstone for sharpening, and then you use the, the steel sort of rod more to sort of align the blade. Can you talk about that a bit? Yeah. So I guess when I think about a knife edge, it's central. You know, it has to be straight right down the middle. And over time as you're cutting and maybe you hit a piece of bone or something harder, you get a bit of rolling or deflection to the edge, especially if you haven't stropped the burr off. Um, It's quite a delicate edge, and if it does roll over, it may not feel like it's that sharp, but the honing on the steel, just a couple of light sort of licks on each side will recenter that edge, and you'll find that it will cut well again. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I learned to sharpen at the freezing works when I was probably about 18 years old. And before every lamb, you know, we would just give our knife a quick flick on the steel, make sure that edge was centralized and um, it just cut better that way. Jesse, can you please ask your guest why my knife now won't hold an edge? It's a mundial, mundial set that I had for eight, uh, 15 years sharpening with my own diamond sharpener and then some bright spark used it to defrost the freezer and broke the tip off. Therefore, I need to get it professionally sharpened by a reputable house in Auckland. It stayed sharp for one week and in the past five years it's never held an edge again. Why would that be? Um, I would make an assumption that it's kind of, um, perhaps it's being coarsely sharpened and they're not really working through the grits and refining it. Um, that I guess when I use a coarse abrasive, if, if I test the edge with my thumb, which is how most people test if a knife's sharp, they kind of run their thumb over it and they raise an eyebrow if they don't think it's sharp or not, but... That's kind of that toothy burr that you can feel on your thumb. Mm-hmm. And to me, you've got to go further than that. Um, but it's still quite delicate at that stage. Um, some knives, that they get sharpened at the wrong angle too. And if they've been sharpened a lot, the material gets quite thick at the edge. Like when I make a knife, I grind it back to probably about... 0.2 mils at the edge before I put a bevel on it, like the cutting edge on it. So it's quite thin. And so if it's getting sharpened at too steep of an angle, it yeah, it just doesn't perform that well. And, <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, you know, that's a pretty well-known knife. Um, it may just need a little bit of intervention. Broken tips are pretty common out there, chipped edges, you know, when I sharpen knives, I fix, fix all that stuff. But it may just need, you know, a good resharpen just just to bring it back to life. Okay. I'm talking to Hayden Scott. I haven't mentioned Hayden's uh, company, which is Champion Knives, championknives.co.nz. Uh, Hayden Scott, a chef turned knife maker and knife sharpener. Can you sharpen all knives, including smeg knives from the supermarket, asks one person. They're talking about, I guess they're asking if you can sharpen cheap knives. Yeah. No, it, no offense to smeg, but I guess they're, they're, they're cheaper than the um, some of the ones we're talking about today. Yeah. No, look, I'm, and I get the most joy from sharpening the old beaten up really? sort of cheaper knives. I mean, it's, it's a functional tool, and I, I'm not kind of um, – you know, I don't judge people on their knives. You know, if if you've got some Kmart knives and they're dull, I will happily sharpen them for you. Um, I guess probably the the lower end of the market knives don't typically stay sharp for that long. Um, again, back to kind of like the hardness and the quality of the steel that they're made from. But I do see a lot of smeg knives out there. They They all tend to be chipped on the edge, which at first I thought was the home cooks, but it may, you know, I don't know if that's a hardening thing in the factory or, yeah, they are quite thin, which Mm. makes them good to use. I mean, all knives, I would say, you shouldn't put in the dishwasher. doesn't matter if they're all steel construction like those. 
they're such a a caustic environment in there with the, the cleaning powders and the heat and the water. Like those three things are quite bad for all knives. Mm. And I think people like those smeg knives because they're they seem effortless. Mm. You know, just chuck them in the dishwasher after yeah. after dinner. But I would really just advise people to just hand wash your knives, look after them, and um, they'll definitely stay sharper for longer, I think. Someone says, I took my grandson to a knife-making course in Clevedon. It was the best day out together. I thoroughly recommend it. People do enjoy the activity of actually making their own knife. Yeah, like I I do knife-making classes at home, and it's a variety of people, you know, chefs wanting to make their own knives to use at work, um, people who just want to have an experience making something. And I think once you make something from scratch, you start to look at all those other knives in your house differently. Mm. You can start to understand how they would have been produced. And I think that's quite a nice thing um, to kind of think about how things are made. And, yeah, some people, I guess, never consider that there's people out there making knives um, okay, so someone asks, are bought knife sharpeners a no-no for sharpening everyday knives? And I think I know what they're talking about. I've tried a couple of things over the years. There's one that's got the little groove mm. you hold, and there's another one that's almost got like, it's a groove as well, but it's got sort of fingers, which I'm showing Hayden hopefully knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think Flex- so. Flexible fingers yep. that you run the knife through. What do you make of those? I mean, I would steer people away from, you know, those, the old, it has the two circular abrasive discs and you kind of like forcefully drag it through um i think those are bad news you know i see lots of chipping they're very very aggressive again it's the abrasiveness and it's kind of like trapping that thin edge which can be quite a delicate part of a knife yeah um there's a few out there that i've seen um that are a little bit more involved I, I guess it depends, you know, how much you want to sharpen your knife. You know, some of those sharpening setups can cost quite a bit of money, but they're consistent. They kind of lock the knife at a certain angle. And that, um, yeah, again, like I said, consistency is good. Um, but I've had people come to get knife sharpened that also own those sharpening kits at home and they haven't been able to figure them out so, yeah, I'm not saying don't get them. Um, whetstones, though, are pretty affordable and probably having a tool doesn't guarantee you a good result. Taking the time to learn it, figure it out, make it work well for you, that's always an important ingredient um, when trying to learn something new. Yeah, nice one. Uh, Hayden Scott's with me uh, from Champion Knives. We're talking about knife sharpening and a couple of people asking if you can sharpen serrated knives. Uh, I can, and that's what I (laughs) injured myself with. Really? Uh, A a freshly sharpened bread knife opened up my finger. And they're pretty nasty cuts because, you know, it's not a nice, clean, straight edge. But, yep, I can get them sharp again. And, you know, if you're baking, you know, fresh bread at home with a bit of a crust on it, you know, you can certainly appreciate when your bread knife's been sharpened. Um, I do anyway. Um, yeah. What's the difference between a really high-quality knife and just a good knife? What's the difference between a good knife and a great knife in terms of the, uh, I guess, in terms of the blade? 
I guess it's it's a little bit subjective because um, there's some cheap knives that perform really well um, and then there's some expensive knives that don't. And so I guess when I think of value, I like knives that I want to use, you know, where when I'm in the kitchen, I always reach for that knife. To me, that tells me that it's a good knife to use, that it does what I need it to do, and it's enjoyable to use. Um, I guess the price that you pay for knives is quite varied. Hugely. Hugely varied. Yeah, hugely varied. And um, again, it's it's kind of like your grandfather's old freezing works knife um, that you use to bone out, you know, some lamb. That is... It's a family heirloom. I guess it has more of a sentimental value than a monetary value. And, yeah, it's it's a hard question for me to ask because, I obviously, I make some quite expensive knives too. Um, well, where does the expense come in, though? The expense for me comes in time, you know, all the, the amount of time it takes to produce something from nothing. And I guess as people sort of have disconnected from the crafts like furniture making and ceramics and, and things that they do take a lot of time. Um, we all have a different relationship with value. Um, and, yeah, for me, time is the biggest expense of everything that I make. Um, and materials, you know, consumables, all that sort of stuff, everything's going up these days for everyone. Um yeah. What would you tell someone who's about to give their knife to a knife sharpener who uses an angle grinder? Ask someone on text. Uh, I would <laughs> advise them not to do that. One of the one of the things you really need to look out for when sharpening knives is heat. And so, if someone's using a bench grinder, um, you know that thing goes at a very high velocity, and there's a friction that is created when grinding steel, that heat will build very quickly on a thin edge. And, and if you notice some bluing, that's that's basically taken all the hardness out of the edge of your knife. It's very hard to control with an angle grinder. And, you know, that it's fine for an axe maybe if you're just going to hmm. you want to sharpen that to cut some firewood. But, um, yeah, that's where whetstones, you know, it's slow, it's controlled, I use linishes um, for doing most of my sharpening, but their variable speed, I can slow them down, so that controls the the friction that's being created. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if the angle grinder is the best tool for the job. Great segment on knives, Jesse. I made the investment in some whetstones, and I studied YouTube. It takes a little bit to get the hang of it, but not long. And now I look for blunt knives everywhere to sharpen. It's like meditation and a great sense of achievement when you have a sharp knife. Yeah. I mean, I'm smiling because I know exactly what they mean. You know, yeah. it's it's quite rewarding to do that. Um, and to learn a skill, you know, to do something that's difficult, that, that always feels good, I think, too. You do mobile sharpening? I do. I get around town um, and, you know, restaurants. I do some – go to people's homes and sharpen. Um, and, yeah, I guess I like working out in the community, yeah. um, 
getting out and about the restaurants, although I'm not chefing anymore, it's still nice to stay connected to the Great. to the industry. Thank you so much for coming in today. Hey, you're welcome. We've done half an hour. Amazing, eh? Just like that. Goes fast. Easy. Hayden Scott from Champion Knives.